we've been talking about every day uh, over the last week or two uh, that has real world implications. And that is that there was a, a resolution to the southern border that would have stopped illegal immigrants from streaming across the southern border, that would have stopped fentanyl that's killing American kids from streaming across the American border, crime uh, along the American border, and now in New York City, we're hearing all of this could have been stopped by a deal that Republican James Langford put forward. But Donald Trump told the Republicans not to do it. And so there's going to be chaos at the border for the next year because of Donald Trump. And it had an impact in this race. Tom Swazi was on the defensive on the issue of immigration until that happened. And when that happened, when Donald Trump killed the bill, the reporters up there say the entire issue turned on its head. Swazi leaned into it and he won on the issue of immigration. Stop for a second, everybody. Listen to what I just said. A Democrat won on the issue of immigration. I'm so I, I was so surprised when I was there, so surprised now that there are politicians that think they can do whatever they can do in Congress and it won't catch up to them. Always shocked there because it always caught up with them. And I'm still shocked that these MAGA extreme Republicans and the Speaker of the House are stupid enough to believe that you can openly say we're going to let fentanyl come across our border for the next year. We're going to let illegal immigrants come across our border for the next year. Because Donald Trump says, blame me, and we're going to do it. And it has real world implications. Republicans lose again. 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, last night. And they aren't just losing because the stars are aligned against them. They're losing because of one self-inflicted Trump wound after another. This is just the latest chapter and verse of that, Willie. Trump loses the court case on immunity. They lose the bill on, on Mayorkas. They lose the bill on Israel. And you have the RNC chair lose her job. That's all losing because Trump had his fingerprints on all of it. He lost in 2018. He lost in 2020. He lost in 2022. How many more times do we have to lose before we realize that he's actually the problem? And now you go and you look at what he did with the RNC yesterday. Now, when he tried to have the RNC name him the presumptive nominee and they wouldn't do it and he had to pull back. Now he's going and changing out leadership so that it's somebody that he prefers and his daughter-in-law to co-chair. He's putting his campaign manager as the director. Are we going to let him just take over the party that's going to control the convention, too? At what point do we not see the problem? We don't have kings in this country, mm. but we have to be part of the solution to stop it. He's upset because he thinks I'm disloyal. I'm not loyal to anyone I don't do that. If I am elected to this position, I can assure you there will not be any more $70,000 or whatever exorbitant amount of money it was spent mm -hmm. on flowers. Every single penny will go to the number one and the only job of the RNC. That is electing Donald J. Trump as president of the United States. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies. Because we're going medieval on these people. Here's not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Wednesday, 14 uh, February in the year of our Lord, 2024. It's St. Valentine's uh, Day. Uh, we've got a lot to go through. Of course, you're hearing the uh, the 
ridiculous mantra of Morning Joe in Bird Brain. Uh, but Bird Brain sums it up. I'm not loyal to anybody. <laughs> you can write that down. Uh, she's wandering around, ending her political career in the next 10 days between now and South Carolina. But I want to get in. We're going to deconstruct what actually really happened in New York. Alex DeGrasse joins us. I want to tell our guest and the audience, uh, Speaker Johnson is going to have a press conference here. We're going to jump into that in a second. It'll be Johnson. I think Elise Stefanik, Jim Jordan just came at a conference. I think it's about the impeachment, of course, the CR, the the Ukraine, a Griff bill, all of it. So we'll jump to that in a second. Alex, Alex DeGrasse, uh, the, uh, the Democrat, they said, oh, you can win on immigration. Joe, come on. Come on out across the country. Run, run on the invasion of the southern border. We'll do that. We'll do that every day. We challenge you. But here you had an anti-MAGA kid selected by the party boss, bosses in Nassau County uh, out in Long Island, which is Republican held, but, but boss-controlled. They picked a they picked a Democrat, as Laura Loomer told everybody, who was anti-MAGA, anti-Trump, didn't even admit to voting for Trump uh, until this weekend when she was forced to, never endorsed President Trump. President Trump didn't endorse her. Uh, and you but more importantly, it, it's not just a bad candidate. We have to face facts that we're facing a democratic machine here that's got the labor unions, they've got the ability to ballot harvest, the mail-in ballots, all of us. Tell us what really happened last night, the, the, the reality and, and the hard facts we have to face in order to make sure we have a sweeping landslide victory across the country uh, in November. Well, thanks, Steve. Yeah, we're certainly out of time, Steve, when you look at what's going on in some of these swing states, because what's happening in New York is what they're looking to do everywhere. So we've spoken about it on the show, of course. This was the first election in New York where we had unregulated, unvetted, and we believe illegal mail ballots, which are unconstitutional based off the state constitution being very clear what the absentee requirement is to get a mail ballot. And we saw certainly in Queens specifically, where it's, you know, very tight, um, you know, living quarters in terms of kind of how, you know, the city, of course. So the Democrats were able to go around aggressively and sort of harvest these ballots at a level that we could not even comprehend. I, they moved the numbers there about 15 points from where we were with George Santos. And so that's really what I believe did us in. The snow didn't help as well with some of the seniors and sort of getting our people out on election day. So it's twofold. If we don't fight this this stuff on all fronts, the you know lawfare that the Democrats are doing, it's not just against President Trump, but their lawfare, I say, against legal elections, right? I mean, coming at it from all angles. And we're trying to fight in the state courts. I mean, the lawsuit is Stefanik v. Hochul, and we were unsuccessful, but we're trying as best we can. And we've got to double down in all of these other states to get a handle on it because you, we, it's so hard to overcome. We're running a 20% deficit going in on election day. We can get a foot of snow, then boom. And I, I think the Trump President Trump is very popular in this district. It's a district that he lost by eight percentage points. So I certainly would have had a different approach. We, we all tried very hard. We were outspent two to one. So when you break it down, the money game is a disaster for us. I mean, they are lying to voters on immigration. And, you know, Swazi, I think, is a little unique. So when we just take a step back, it's a little unique. He ran as like a Republican. I mean, his campaign sign said, I I, I will go to fix it. I will he, fix hold, it. Hold, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. He ran as a center-right Republican. She ran almost as a center-left Democrat, right? She was anti-Trump, anti-MAGA, never reached out to MAGA, made the same mistake uh, um, Lee Zeldin made in, in not embracing MAGA. And we've seen what Elise and the people in upstate have done with that. Uh, but he, he also, he went farther and compromised much farther than the Democrats in the House were prepared to. He ran as a center-right, and he never talked about Biden. He would not attach himself to Biden. In fact, he said he did not want Biden to come when the next election is held in November, his real election. He doesn't want Biden to come to the district. Am I incorrect on any of that? You are completely correct. And he's ran, he ran for governor against Kathy Hochul. And so um, he ran as a Republican. He primaried Kathy from the right. And so he sort of has name ID. He's held this seat. He's very popular. He was seen as sort of a bipartisan guy. He did lean into immigration and was talking about how we don't support this bill. It all lies, all misinformation, all an attempt to try to peel Republican support in Congress and sort of break our ranks. It's so important that Republicans stay united at this critical moment. Securing the border is the top priority. 40% of voters in this district considered that the top issue. They saw that. We saw that. They threw a misdirection play. They had the ballot harvesting. They were outspending us two to one. Another big issue. We ran an unknown new candidate 
uh, and it's very tough. So I think the key, though, is looking at this lawfare, looking at these battleground states, precinct, you know, our guys and girls in the precinct strategy, so important to get involved now. We have no time, no time. And we need lawsuits. We need to be prepared for November, of course, right now, proactively suing. But go as back. I want to go back. I want to go back to the ticking time bomb. New York passed another law, a state law underneath the federal law that puts Tish James, correct me, the great Bill McGinley tells me on September, on 20 September of this year, Tish James takes over everything, doesn't she? It all reports to her. And you just saw the labor unions, the ballot harvesting operation they had in Queens is, is impressive. And we have to face this. This is how they're, they have nodes, they have concentrations in college and university towns and in big urban areas. Other than that, the rest of the nation's MAGA. But they're, they're so good at being able to ballot harvest in those concentrations with the bed of voter rolls or voter rolls they can just gun deck or hide that we have to we have to have a reality check about the mail-in ballots. Am I am I missing it there? No, that's exactly right. I mean, they they're just that's I mean, the, we can't even see the spending, Steve. I mean, in New York State, union on union communication is not reported. Um, and so you're able to kind of communicate within your union, get people out. They're able to spend massive sums of money that we can't even track. I mean, we were figuring out these Facebook groups, Nassau community pages that look non-political, but they're dark money, super PAC, Soros funded. They're pumping hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't want to say misinformation, but obviously just vicious lies. They're throwing everything at the wall. I mean, they ran a good play. I mean, they try to appeal to the middle. They lie about immigration. At the same time, they're pumping their people with abortion, pumping the base, pumping anti-Trump stuff with their people. And they just run a very sophisticated operation. Republicans have to wake up that we need to get a handle on this election, security, ballot integrity, offensive lawsuits and everything else. Because you look at what changed between 2020 and 2024 is, you know, they've taken Arizona. They control the apparatus. They already, I guess, did through Rhinos last time, of course. You look at Pennsylvania, you look at Wisconsin, it gets tough for us. How good do we have any good news coming out of Wisconsin at all? Yeah, I mean, we've protected, we sort of cut our losses a little bit, which could have been a total nightmare. And so I think, you know, they're sort of phrasing this as a win. I think there'll be some further developments, but it's not as bad as people had originally thought. So that's positive. I think, Steve, ultimately, I think this is a unique, special elections are special. That's kind of the key term here. The key is, it's all about the House, Steve. That's what, you know, they're already, I understand the Atlantic, they want Biden out, yeah. and they're talking about that. There's they're, a lot of buzz about that. But Bi 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 Biden's, yeah. The Atlantic and the intellectuals and all that have turned on Biden, there's no doubt. But the House, yeah. if the Democrats take the House, I said this in the spring of 18, when Pelosi takes the House, the first thing I'm going to start doing is working on impeachment of Trump. As soon as we win, they're going to start the whole thing on impeaching Trump. The takeaway is not what the media is saying. It's not, look, Swazi knew he had to get to the right of everybody on the border, right? The Democrats are not going to be able to do that nationwide. We know how to counter that on the invasion. Yeah. The, the central beating heart of this issue is their ability to steal an election. They stole this election in New York. Okay, first of all, we had a terrible candidate. I don't know how you picked her over the cop. The party bosses, and they try to go with the story. Let's get the foreigner that's been in the IDF, that can play to the Jewish community. All of it was an epic fail because they didn't do the, the acid test. Is, is she MAGA? And will she look for President Trump's support? That's the difference maker. But let's leave the candidate aside. The logistics and mechanics are these guys are perfecting. The Mark Elias is perfecting the ballot harvesting. And the mail-in ballots are still there. And they're stealing this, like I said in 2020, they're stealing it by mail-in ballots and with these bad voter rolls. And you can't get away from that. Alex, we're going to have you on for much more on this because this is all hands on deck. And this is why the RNC should have been taken over a month ago or three months ago. We can't wait for Bird Brain and, and, uh, and, and her buddy at the RNC uh, Romney, we can't give her more grace. They should go in there tomorrow, shut the thing down, clear house, clean it out, get real professionals in there to run it and start focusing on how st uh, stop elections being stolen. Alex DeGrasse, what's your social media, brother? Thanks, Steve. You hit me on uh, Twitter at DeGrasse81. I'm on Truth Getter at DeGrasse. Appreciate it. But so important, lock in, get your list, five, 10 voters at Target, get them registered and get ready for early vote. For sure. Man, oh, man, man, oh, man, oh, man. Alex DeGrasse, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Dave. Back in a moment in the war room. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the sea.
As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part? You don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Um, a lot to get to today. We've got a packed show, but with this press conference starts, I think we're going to go to this. Johnson put out a very bizarre, I think it's tweet. I think Grace has put my, uh, uh, some commentary I've put up because this week is absolutely jammed. I mean, you just impeached Mallorcas last night. The Senate said they're going to take it up the first day back. They're gone. They're to the Munich conference. They got to go over to the defense contractors in Munich, party with them, hang out with them, stay in the five-star hotels with them and the cocktail parties and get their pay, you know, give them the envelopes, pay them off. That's what it's a payoff because they're, 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 they think they're going to supply, you know, $60 billion. We're going to pay all these arms and you're going to make all this money. And uh, we're in for NATO. Not happening. NATO is not a protectorate. It's supposed to be an alliance. I mean, step up. Huge story in the Financial Times. Guess what? Wonder of wonders. The NATO countries are scrambling to get to 2% before a guy named Donald John Trump puts his hand on, the, uh, on his family's version of the King James Bible on the uh, near high noon on the 20th of January, 2025. Yes. Remember, Danes and uh, McConnell tried to take that away from him by slipping the NDAA that he couldn't pull out of NATO and he, couldn't, he would use that as a negotiating technique. They took that away from him. Totally unconstitutional. That'll be reversed at the Supreme Court one day. Uh, but President Trump, using the bully pulpit, now has these guys. And remember, all these governmental guys, most of them over there in Europe, are total scumbags. Total scumbags. Hate America. Hate America. But they want you, the American citizen, to underwrite their defense. So that's what they'd rather spend this money on climate change, right, on other of these uh, cult-like uh, obsessions they have. They don't want to spend it on their own defense because the American Uniparty is, who never said their kids over there are all, they're no problem. We'll pay for your defense. We've done it for decades and decades and decades. We've bailed you out of every conflict you got yourselves into, mainly by not, uh, if you think about it, not paying for, you know, not paying for defense. You know, carry a big stick. Never wanted to do that. So you, problem after problem after problem after problem. And the Americans on taxpayers and your sons and daughters have bailed them out over and over and over again. Until a guy named Donald Trump says, hey, no more bailouts. Uh, we're going to cut to this press conference as soon as Johnson steps up. Like I said, he put a tweet out, something like uh, on this um, kind of confusing on the, um, on the, uh, what Hakeem Jeffries and these guys are trying to do. Right to bring this to the floor. The problem is they've got uh, they've got problems in their own caucus. There's a bunch of hard people on the left that won't do anything on Israel, so they're going to miss in thirty or forty points. So you're going to need some real Republicans to step up, not just we've been talking about the five or six or seven or eight that are retiring. I think they would need more than that. So that may be cut off for them. That that uh, that op that alternative may be cut off for them. I think the conference is down there talking about right now, if you code the Hastert rule, they don't even have the ability to bring up the Ukraine thing because I'm sure there's 135 or 140 people saying we can't do that without border protection, maybe more. So this thing, and but on the CR, he made a statement, oh, we'll have time because they said the Senate's out. You better get ready for another CR right now. Remember, Johnson said no more CRs, none, zero, the null set. And I just said it's very simple. Shut down the border or shut down the government. 
You could have done this a month ago, and we probably would have a solution by now. You'd have a couple weeks with the media going crazy, but you'd probably, you'd probably have a solution because you force him to the table. And you force him to do three, four, five things like Peter Navarro and others laid out that President Trump had executive order. You could do it. You don't need you don't need you don't need legislation. You don't need statute to do this. Last night, the takeaway is that the Democrats are panicked about the invasion of the southern border. And, and, uh, and Sousa, the guy um, could act like a centrist or center right Republican in a Democratic district. But he was all for, we got to take care of the problem. We got to close the border. We got to do this. We got to do that. You know, all this big Democratic big talk that they never do. Because remember, they want an open border. It may have something to do with the way they steal elections. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there as a possibility. But it's something that you ought to consider. But the RNC, the, the Republican establishment in New York, and I think Ed Cox, they put out some happy, clappy, what a great candidate she was. No, she was a terrible candidate. Let's be blunt. She was a terrible candidate. A terrible selection. Didn't have her primary. The bosses picked her. And, of course, you might have vetted, where do you stand with President Trump? Do you support MAGA pro, uh, policies? Are you MAGA? Are you pro-Trump? Uh, are you going to seek his endorsement? Are you? How come you haven't endorsed him? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oops. Didn't do it. And got the same fate as Lee Zeldin. If you don't embrace MAGA, you don't embrace Trump, you're not going to win. Oh, we can't do that. It's the New York Times. No. There's so many MAGA voters in that district that would have come out. Would, that would have come out. We better get on top of this because it's uh, now L- Laura Trump and, and that team, new team's going to go take over the RNC. Rana should be gone this afternoon. We don't have time to waste. Every day is like a week or a month between now and November. And they gotta—they're not gonna walk in on day one. It's gonna be sorted. It's a mess. You gotta blow out two thirds. You gotta purge two thirds. Eighty percent of the building have got to go because they're never Trumpers. You gotta get rid of all the consultants. You gotta figure out all cash is gonna be used and dry. Like Laura said, one hundred percent of the cash is gonna go to elect President Trump. And, and, and the media is going, "Oh, well, she didn't talk down ticket." If Trump and when Trump wins and how big he's gonna win with the margins, if you drive the margins, the updraft will take care of the down ticket. You don't have to worry. Uh, there's, there's so much going on. I want to go back. I got Brian Costello here. We are going to jump. And I think we'll even try to blow the break. If Johnson gets up and starts talking, um, Brian Costello joins us. The other thing that's being missed in all this is TikTok, Gallagher, TikTok, TikTok is a, let me just be blunt. Uh, we, as you remember this show starting in 218, we're all over trying to get TikTok banned by president Trump's, uh, administration all over people to do it. TikTok is a Chinese Communist Party information warfare platform, full stop, full stop. It had a major impact in the 22 election, and it's going to have a huge impact in the 24 election unless we get on top of it. Brian Costello, your thoughts? Steve, uh, I think what you're talking about is related, right? Okay, let me lay this out for people pretty simply. TikTok, right? Uh, How many – we got – 10, 8 to 10 million new immigrants in the country, uh, you know, maybe as much as 20 million by the election comes. There's one place that knows where all those immigrants are and can instruct those immigrants. And it's TikTok, geolocated at the border, tracked to a state, and then fed directions by our enemy to move them to swing states to change the outcome of an election. TikTok knows where all the immigrants are. They've instructed them over the border. They know where they're going to go. They're aligned and controlled with our enemy. And I'll put another piece that will even surprise you. Who's, who's now the climate czar that's interacting with China? You know, the consummate election interference guy, John Podesta. Right? So I would not, you know, these polls, these Trump polls, they don't take into account illegal voting. And that illegal voting is now substantial. So the border, TikTok, the ability of our enemy to instruct people to vote and the benefits they might get by keeping the Biden and the current administration in place is a tremendous threat to our country. And we're now seeing Gallagher reach across the aisle to Warner to figure out how to, we've tried this game again, to figure out how we're going to separate TikTok in order to protect the donors. The algorithm is the issue. Well, I, hold, the, hold, 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 hang on a second. For, Warner and Gallagher are putting on the traditional Washington game of looking like they're trying to solve the problem, and all they are doing is making the problem worse. Am I wrong in that? You're going to explain why I'm, why I'm correct? 
they're trying to obfuscate the problem to protect the donors. That's what they're trying to do. You got Gallagher, who's now leaving office, you know, who wants to be in good with all the donors that control TikTok, right? Uh, now wanting to reach out with Warner, who Warner has a history. Warner warned venture capitalists back in 2019 about investing in China. You know what they did after his warning? They continued funding weapons in China for their own prosperity, right? And then they funneled that some of that prosperity into the Democratic Party and, and you know, smidgens into McCarthy and in the, in the Republican Party, okay? So now he, he, a year or two ago, passed a bill to ban TikTok, supposedly, but he made it so broad he knew it would never pass. It was about controlling all social media, even social media. It was as much about controlling Elon Musk and True Social and uh, platforms like that as it was controlling about TikTok. So now this is who Gallagher is going to reach out to as he's leaving office across the aisle. The same week that Biden goes on the platform. Like you can't even make this stuff up. Um, what needs to be done in your idea, by the way, Biden goes on the platform and now he's getting controversial. Remember everything you see in the foreground is pro wrestling. Their investors are going to make hundreds of billions of dollars off TikTok, hundreds of billions of dollars. And these guys know it. What do you recommend right now, Brian Costello? If we, if we want to shut down, if we want to shut down TikTok as an information weapons platform in the United States, what do we need to do? Yeah, and, and Steve, there's another angle to this, which with those TikTok investors, they're going to take the Zuck box and they're going to do ballot harvesting in the swing state. So this stuff is not being figured into the polls. TikTok, so J.D. Vance, Matt Gates, all these guys, they need to confront that the Biden administration is covering up crimes for the principles behind TikTok. And now he's on the platform. OK, his National Security Council obstructed justice into an investigation. We have multiple investigations into TikTok. DOJ, it was supposedly listening to journalists. And that investigation seems to be get quashed. This election is 100% about the border, bringing immigrants into the country into a swing state and having a Chinese propaganda platform that can direct them. And then having a billionaire oligarch donor class that's so wired into its financial success that, um, is going to funnel money into states and do not be fooled by McCarthy's trying to bring some of these guys close to Trump. That's actually part of the setup. It's definitely part of the setup. 1000%. Brian, we got to bounce. Where do people go? Oh, one, one last thing I, yeah. I got to go. And Kyle Bass finally said the quiet part out loud. McConnell's sister-in-law mysteriously passed away the last week or last couple of days. And now we're hearing, we're hearing more and more. Tell, tell me about Kyle Bass's tweet this morning about this, because folks understand behind the scenes, this is one of the biggest exploding stories in the whole anti-CCP uh, capital markets. Uh, those billionaires who are in business with China. Talk, talk what happened here? Steve, we'll, we'll, it's, it's, we'll tie it together for everybody. It's all related, right? You, you know, the idiot at the top of the show, Haley, said we don't have kings in this country, but we do have an oligarchy establishment, right? And that's media, big donors, and established politicians that run America for their own interest. And that group's wired into China's success, right? And, you know, condolences to the Chow family and the McConnell family for the loss. Angela Chow, who is Mitch McConnell's sister-in-law, Elaine Chow's sister, uh, passed away suddenly in Blanco County, Texas. And Kyle Bass has tweeted out, and Kyle has a farm in Texas. And um, it's important to note, Elaine Chow's husband is Jim Breyer. So he's one of the oligarchs, right, that control this company. He's McConnell's brother-in-law. He's a billionaire donor wired into China. The company he was chairman of, and there's, I'm throwing a lot of people here, IDG just went on the military list. He was at Davos and talked about China being uninvestable and now Kyle Bass is talking about who has good sources down there. Kyle has a ranch in Texas. Is Angela Chow, Mitch McConnell's sister-in-law? Tesla backed up into a pond and she drowned. And I'm now hearing from very good sources that the Blanco County Sheriff has a video of this. And what is going to be revealed is going to completely shock people. Okay, uh, we'll save that until it comes out. But let's people people know this is a big story, and we're going to be following it. Uh, McConnell's, because you know McConnell is uh, in Elaine Chow are totally wrapped up with the CCP. 
the the uh, sister-in-law is totally wrapped up with the CCP, and now she has mysteriously expired uh, or got suicided. Let's who knows, but we'll find out. Where you go? Let's not underestimate that. Yeah. Let's not underestimate that she was in a Tesla, Steve. I will just leave that there. In a Tesla. And there'll be more information coming out about that. Uh, Brian, where do people get you on social media? Uh, Twitter, at BP Costello, or X. I can't call it X, but. Curie, can't call it Twitter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Twitter, formerly called X. Thank you so much, Brian Costello. appreciate it. All right, thanks. We were Steve. trying to get Robbie Star. Robbie, remember, we put this f- picture up, this film last week. I think War and the Children. Uh, Robbie started, we had, we had 45 minutes with Robbie and his wife last week, uh, with a new film about all of it, about trying to destroy the American family, uh, trying to destroy, um, uh, the children that, uh, Robbie got notified, I think last night or the night before that, that the, the, the advertisement and the film itself, all of it has been banned off of TikTok for a decade so this film that's pro-American family, it talks about the forces trying to destroy it, particularly the craziness of all that, is, is, uh, has been banned for 10 years. Okay, Speaker Johnson's at the mic. I'll put Brad on hold for a minute. Let's go to Speaker Johnson. Here he's got to say. Beware. When's the last time you checked your home title? Never, right? Cyber criminals may have already forged your name off your home's title. His name is on your home's title. He's going to take out loans using your equity. You won't know until foreclosure notices show up for unpaid home loans he took out on your house. Now, I rely on Home Title Lock to protect my home's title. The instant they detect activity, they mobilize to shut it down. Let me repeat that. The instant they detect activity, they mobilize to shut it down. Question, has some criminal taken over your title? Find out for free when you sign up Code Bannon at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection. Let me repeat that. You get a free comprehensive scan and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection. This is all free. Go to home title lock, hometitlelock.com. That's hometitlelock.com and put in promo code Bannon. That's hometitlelock.com and put in promo code Bannon. Take action today. Take the angst of this off of uh, off of your plate. Don't let these cyber bandits, these cyber thugs, coupled with artificial intelligence, mess with your home equity. Action, action, action. Thank you. <clears throat> Good morning, everybody. Thank you for being here. Um, it is Ash Wednesday and also Valentine's Day, as has been mentioned. Um, the American people are not feeling very loved right now, though. They're not, they're not feeling heard by the Biden administration. And I'm going to recap a few of the things that we've, you've heard here this morning already. First of all, regarding this fitness for office of the president, Americans have been speaking out about the president's mental acuity and the double standards within his Justice Department. On Thursday, as you know, the special counsel confirmed that President Biden mishandled classified materials in a way that presented serious risk to national security. He broke the law but he's not going to be charged. Why is that? Well, special counsel said that it decided not to indict the president in part because there are significant limitations on his memory and a jury wouldn't convict him because he would be presented as quote, an elderly man with a poor memory that that did not inspire confidence among the American people. It's of great concern to us. Ultimately they're indicting. Remember now the DOJ is indicting one president, with politically motivated charges, and they are now carrying the water for another amid very similar allegations. A man too incapable of being held accountable for mishandling classified information is certainly unfit for the Oval Office. And everyone in this room, if you just ask yourself that question, you will come to the same conclusion. On energy, this isn't the only issue, you know, that the Biden administration is facing criticism for. Americans have expressed their frustration with his attacks on energy independence. We say all the time here that energy security is national security. The two things are directly related. It's also the lifeblood of the U.S. economy in so many ways. But the president has paused pending approvals on exports of liquefied natural gas. Why? Why would he do that? It's completely counterproductive for our country, and it is dangerous. 
My home state of Louisiana happens to be the largest producer of America's LNG. We, we try to export that around the world. But he is stalling LNG export terminals like Calcasieu Pass 2. It's nothing but a political ploy to appease radical climate activists at great cost. It, job creators and energy producers are going to have to pause their projects. It's going to jeopardize thousands of U.S. jobs. And our partners in Europe, who were promised an alternative to Russian energy, will now have to uh, source fuel from Moscow. They're going to line Putin's pockets. If we don't send American LNG to our friends and allies in that part of the world, they will have to go to Moscow to get it. We'll have to turn energy sources that aren't as clean that, that, that our European friends and allies will turn to these sources that are not as clean. Russian gas is not as clean as U.S. gas uh, to make up for all those losses. And that's why this week the House is moving on legislation to depoliticize the LNG permitting process. House Republicans are going to do our job. We're listening to our energy producers who are standing for energy independence, which is good for every single American. Regarding the border, you know, talk about the American people not being listened to. They are crying out to the Biden administration to secure the border. This is not a Republican issue. It's an issue for every single person, and everybody knows it. We know the stories of children being poisoned by fentanyl and cities being overwhelmed by migrant surges. We know... House Republicans have shown that we are listening to and, and, and holding the administration accountable for this catastrophe. We're listening to the people. We're taking action to hold Biden accountable. Last night, the House voted to approve articles of impeachment against Secretary Mayorkas. Desperate times call for desperate measures. We had to do that. He has abdicated his responsibility. He's breached the public trust, and he's disregarded the laws Congress has passed. But, but much more has to be done, of course, to secure the border. And what the Senate produced this week is silent on that issue. Senator McConnell and I have spoken about this in frank sessions, and let me be clear here again this morning. The Republican-led House will not be jammed or forced into passing a foreign aid bill that was opposed by most Republican senators and does nothing to secure our own border. It's time for Washington to start showing some love to Americans. On Valentine's Day, this is a good day to point this out. You need to listen to the American people and their needs and take action. And that's why House leadership will continue to govern with Americans' interests at heart. With that, I'll take some questions. Mr. Johnson, Back row. Mr. Johnson, yeah. If we find any, yeah, let me have it. If we find any interesting questions, no, the, uh, uh, right, th right there, you just heard it. Uh, will not be jammed. Uh, if anything comes up on the on the. Um, on the CR, let me know about that right away. Also, they're putting out that they're going to have us <clears throat> the secret FISA. I think Turner, the uh, Intel chairman, just put out a tweet that they are going to have this secret hearing, I guess, or secret meeting of the or behind closed doors behind the uh, uh, for the first time since I think, I don't know, 1830, 1813, let's say a long time ago uh, for the House. Quite extraordinary. Uh, Santos embraced Trump. And I think one by eight points. The um, uh, this foreign candidate they got, and and this is how the GOP makes mistakes. They think, oh, she checks every box. You have to get MAGA, and they don't have to be cops. If she was full MAGA, she probably could have been okay. But you also have to fight and be uh, and understand that you've got to go on offense on this ballot harvesting. Once again in New York, this is exactly how they stole it. Exactly how they stole it again. You had a weak candidate. She would not support Trump. She would not, did not endorse Trump, which is kind of shocking. I mean, how do you run? How do you run right now when Trump is not just the presumption? He's going to be the nominee, and we're taking over the RNC momentarily. I don't know how that happens. I don't know how the party bosses in Nashville. I don't know what what they're thinking, and they're blaming it on oh snow, and <clears throat> we had a game day problem. It was a inch or two of wet snow, a couple of inches of wet snow. Come on, it's New York City, man. Those are tough folks up there. The news from Johnson, I will not be jammed on the Ukrainian spending bill. Well, time will tell. We'll see about that. Let's bring in Dave Bratt. Dave, uh, <clears throat> I want to talk. People are, are worried, and you can tell in the, in the, in the Queens-Nassau uh, County um, district that it was immigration, invasion of the border, and the economy, uh, the ability to live, inflation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
You've done yeah. some work in this inflation. Yesterday's numbers were horrific. Walk us through what you have, uh, your, your observations and analysis. Yeah, well, if Denver wants to put up the first chart on, on inflation, the one thing you'll never hear on the mainstream uh, media is an interpretation uh, of that graph right there, right? So I'll just simplify using three numbers, which are roughly the case. <clears throat> Say you have three years of inflation, 10%, then 5%, then 5%. Right. So you've lost 20 percent of your purchasing power, 10 plus five plus five inflation. The rising price level eats away at all of your dollars of uh, what you can purchase with them. And don't forget about your savings accounts and your pension accounts. That 20 percent hit hits all of those accounts as well. So thanks to the Federal Reserve bubbles, right, having the interest rates zero percent for the fat cats. Uh, for over a decade, we're living out, you're living out the experience of that chart right there. That is the downward trajectory of your purchasing power, right? And so when I say inflation goes from 10 to 5 to 5, that's roughly what happened. It's, you know, cores at 4 right now about. And uh, the, the upshot of that is nowhere in that story did prices go down. They want to tell you inflation went down, but prices went up by 10 then up by five, they're still going up by 4%. Okay. And this is the number one political on. issue that gets Hang under on. the American people's Hang skin. Yeah. This is the lived experience. This is why the happy right. talk you hear on MSNBC, oh, inflation is down. Okay, I want to make sure we go yeah. back because this is pretty simple how to think about it. And once again, Dave Brett does this brilliantly. As I keep hammering away when I talk about Birch Gold and the BRICS nations, and the BRICS nations don't have to take this, that the purchasing power of the dollar is down roughly 20%, right, yep. which is massive. It's down 20% in a couple of years. Four this years, is what Brad's three, saying. four years, yeah. Brad's saying you got three or four years. He says you got to look at yep. inflation as a cumulative because yep. once you go 10%, that's the new base. When they talk about 5%, that's off that 10% increase. Boom, another 5 When they talk the third year, another 5 that's off the 15% increase. It's like compound interest. It's the kind of inverse of compound interest. So if you add it up, guess what you get? Roughly 20% decline in purchasing power of your dollar. That's the lived experience of people in this country. So when, when they're on MSNBC and Biden's walking to the microphone, inflation's coming down, everything like that, it's, the rate of increase is maybe slightly coming down, but your life ain't changing that much because your right. purchasing power and wages are not increasing by that. This is right. the key point. Right. This is why, and, this, and as long as they can, okay, so just to continue on with the madness, set that in your mind. Okay, I got it. As inflation keeps going up, my purchasing power, my dollar is less and less and less. Yep. It only gets worse as they have, the, it's not even about cutting interest rates now. The, the embedded structural issues with the deficits and how you finance the deficits or why you're not going to be able to get off of this, that the purchasing power is going to continue to climb. This is why if you go to birchgold.com slash Bannon and get the end of the dollar empire, this is why, and you see so many commentators and big shots, you know, from, from Tlaib to Jim Rickards, to all these guys that are brilliant now coming on and saying, hey, we see what the BRICS nations are doing. This is what we've been talking. This is why I started the end of the dollar empire a couple of years ago, because we could see that this was going to happen from Biden's first day. He took a Keynesian, President Trump had already done enough. If you go back, let me take it a different way. If you go back to the worm impeachment, one of the things we kept talking about was this uh, massive decline in aggregate demand, that the pandemic was definitely going to have, as the nation shut down, you were just going to have a drop in aggregate demand because people were sheltering and doing all these types of things. And you had to have a bridge. Remember we used to talk about a bridge? And that bridge was going to be a Keynesian solution. This was President Trump's first uh, first policy set that he worked on with Peter Navarro, who'll join us uh, at the top of the hour. That bridge over the massive drop in aggregate demand did a pretty good job. Biden came in when the aggregate demand problem was essentially solved, and he had two massive <laughs> multi-trillion dollar spending bills. One was the American Relief Act, which once again, that was the 1.9 that we railed against, and Larry Summers and others, you remember Dave Brett at that time, railed against this thing. That was what started the massive inflation, right? That right there when you fused that. Then they came back again with the infrastructure, their, their, you know, the Inflation Reduction Act, the American Recovery, the Inflation Reduction. They had all these phony names. All it was doing 
was massive infusion, what I call fiscal irresponsibility. That's fiscal is the budget side of it. Fiscal irresponsibility that the Federal Reserve and Powell went along with. They just kept printing yep. the money. They yep. kept printing the fiat yep. currency. And voila, voila, here we are. You know who understood that? And I don't totally agree with his analysis, but he sat there for seven minutes on Tucker Carlson. And as you know, Tucker will first to tell you, this is not his line of country. Putin just walked through why they don't have to put up with it. This is the central thing, and this is why you have to at least look at gold as a hedge. I'm not saying it's an alternative to if you're going to put in stocks and bonds, but as a hedge. And everybody will be thinking about this because the BRICS nations are sitting there, and they're doing Dave Bratt's math, and they're seeing $2 trillion and another $80 billion supplemental and another supplemental over here, and the child tax credit is going to be $1.5 which no Republicans have even talked about. They're sitting there, and they all went to Harvard or Stanford, and they're working on their, their HP-12Cs, and they're going, hey, I think Brad's on to something. In fact, I think the purchasing power may drop by 50%, and maybe the deplorables and MAGA and, uh, and the rest of the citizens of the United States, maybe they have to suck on that. But we don't have to. And we got to look at another alternative. Is that essentially what's going on, Dave Brett? Yeah, that's the case. And uh, Chairman Powell, you know, came on uh, with a gall to say that they ought to pay attention to fiscal policy after what you just got done saying. They validated and accommodated, you know, over $20 trillion of fiscal spending. And then another chart that came out yesterday, the volatility index, if, if uh, Denver wants to just pull that one up for two seconds, uh, this thing's yep. just another receipt, right? We've been pounding receipts for three years on this real economy. Uh, and this volatility uh, index went up again, you know, at, at the far right in that yellow block uh, to periods back in 18 when we had huge volatility. <clears throat> Why do you get this huge volatility? Uh, because of the probability of the Federal Reserve dropping the interest rate by a quarter percent, right? The hedge funds, all the wizards of Wall Street are locked into these charts instead of into the real economy, which is linked to the welfare of the American people. Wall Street does not care about you at all. They're making bets on when to get out of this house of cards, right? Every, it's really getting close right now. And so, and then in closing, the Hill today, I made the Hill today, I'm kind of proud of it, <clears throat> on those who should not be governing. And boy, do I have 180 degree uh, opposition to their article. Those who have governed for the past 30 years have put us in this ditch. They have created this Federal Reserve policy. They've created the 34 trillion in debt. They've created productivity at uh, at one and a half percent, which means your pay is going to grow at max one and a half percent for the next 20 years, according to CBO. Right? Wrong people are retiring from Congress. They want the swamp to stay in the swamp. Very clear on that. <clears throat> None of the people that are trying to take down the border or put some reins on spending or put some hits on China, uh, those people are all villains in DC. They're heroes to the American people, uh, but all the money, and boy, the money, I can tell you money stories, uh, they come after you. And so uh, I, I just I just want to give uh, a shout out to all the heroes who are still standing firm uh, on the main issues of the day, and it's growing. Thanks to the war room and the people out there listening, you've been just heroic in your efforts. Uh, at, at base, this is always a moral issue. Don't let the economists ever fool you into into thinking this is a just a numbers game. Okay. It's a moral issue about your concern no. and your love for this country and your kids this, and your family. And let that inspire you. Tax Network USA is pure war room for solving your IRS tax problems. If you owe back taxes, COVID was your lucky break. Tax court shut down, the IRS paused, and you skated. Well, baby, that party is over. The IRS is adding 20,000 enforcement agents, basically tax cops. Honest, hardworking Americans like you are in the crosshairs. Rich people have tax lawyers and you don't. You'll pay up plus interest and penalties. Tax USA Network has brilliant war room type strategies designed to solve your IRS problem quickly in your favor. Never call the IRS yourself, you're at their mercy. You could sit on hold for six to eight hours and get hung up on, grind you for all your back taxes, plus interest and penalties. Tax Network USA attorneys have a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to talk to and who to avoid. If they get difficult agent, hey, they just call a different agent. 
Tax Network USA learned of a limited-time special IRS offer. The IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Schedule your free confidential consultation with Tax Network USA. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. Think about that. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. They offer a best-in-class client satisfaction guarantee. Now call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. And visit Tax Network USA. That's tnusa.com slash Bannon. tnusa.com slash Bannon. Make sure you take action on this today. This IRS grind is only going to get much worse. This is Repu- this is Republic ending if we don't stop it. Let me let me make yeah. a, a, an additional point today, Brett. The heroic day, Brett, is that uh, Jamie Dimon and and these guys have been saying, hey, it's now they're waking up and they're going. It's ten years and that catastrophe. Once it hits, it can't be reversed. Right. Okay. Right. Kane over at Citizens Free Kane, the great Kane over at uh, Citizen Kane at Citizen Free Press. Did a brilliant thing last week. He took the debt clock, and I didn't even know you could do this, so Kane Kane schooled me. Kane took the debt clock, put it up on Citizen Repress, but there's a toggle switch down there. At the same rate you're spending, you can put it any time in the future. I think he put it four or five years, and it showed how much. This is increasing at an increasing rate. The $50 trillion is not 10 years away. It's not 10 years away, right? We're going to get to the $50 trillion it's so quick, it's going to shock people. I think it's going to be five years, and we got to be planning for that. My point, if this is not shut down now and this is not the hill we die on, then you're not going to have a republic. If it continues to go with a sophomoric discussion, and it is quite sophomoric, and you hear Padilla, this new senator from California on the, on the new show The Weekend, which I recommend on MSNBC, everybody watches, because it's the inverse of the war room. They take the same topics, but they put the crazy MSNBC spin on it right? With no facts. He's sitting there going, oh, we have to increase spending because they call it investments. That's their new thing. It's investments. Everything's an investment because they understand that word is, that's like a Frank Luntz word. That's a good word. So everything's an investment. If we don't stop, and that's why we have to, we have to shut down the government on March 1st. Anybody that is not for stopping the CR process, stopping the omnibus and have the fight right now, have it on the border, but also have it on the spending is not on the side of the American people and certainly not on the side of rationality because what we're doing now is irrational. I sat around with the Warren Posse all weekend and listened to that debate in the Senate and they are detached from reality, detached from reality. Uh, It is, and Schmidt said it, anybody I think under 45 voted against that thing in the Republican Party, the old codgers voted for it because they're in a time warp, right? They're, they're like from the land that time forgot. This is a national security crisis on the border. But I got to tell you, the ticking time bomb, the ticking time bomb in Washington, D.C. is I actually think at the scale or even bigger because we can have we can deport. Not going to be easy, not going to be easy at all, but we can deport. You can't reverse what they're doing in Washington, D.C. right now in capital markets. It's not easy to reverse. We're never going to pay down one penny. We're not paying. We're two trillion, right. two right. trillion deficits. Think of the scale of that. Think of the magnitude of that. If In the beginning of the Trump administration, if we had t- said in 17, the first budget we're going to have, if we had talked about a $2 trillion deficit, people would go, have you lost your mind? This is just a couple of years ago. The scale of this, and it's not discussed, this audience, and what we're trying to do here is make sure a working class and a middle class audience understands the basic foundational elements of macro. Because once you understand that, you figure out the law and con. You figure out the control. And this is why, you know, Powell actually said his buried lead, besides telling that, hey, illegal immigration is what's keeping wages down because they're crushing the working class and they could care less about it right, because they think they have those guys enslaved. But he actually says the Fed reports to Congress. He made that kind of slip. Well, that would be news to the guys in Congress because you keep talking as an independent entity. The Federal Reserve has to, we have to end the Federal Reserve. We have to restructure the Federal Reserve because right now it's not independent. 
It is in the grasp of the lords of easy money of Wall Street. And that's why they continue to print fiat currency. The 1%, the great, the concentration of wealth to the 1% increases. 90% of people in this country don't really have anything. You can't run a nation, excuse me, let me say it differently. You cannot run a constitutional republic where 90% of the people have no piece of the action and are not going to get a piece of the action. The framers understood that. Hamilton understood that. Jefferson understood that. John Adams understood that. Ben Franklin understood that. General Washington understood that. All of them understood that to be different than the empire of England, you had to have something that, that the yeoman farmers and everybody had a piece of the action and therefore everybody being harnessed to pull the same way. Not that it's leveling, not that everybody's got the same piece of action. Nobody's ever argued that. But right now you got a 10%, a 5%, and particularly 1% that controls, they control the game and the game continues to give them concentration of wealth. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the beating heart of the problem in this country. If the framers came back and see how we've essentially, they fought and, and put their sacred honor and their lives in the hangman's noose to break off from an empire that was just in its ascendancy. Remember, they were getting on the ground floor. India was just coming around. The Brits were with the Royal Navy going to run the deal, right? And they had the prime reserve currency called the pound. They, and these guys at the beginning said, no, we want out because we see where that's going to go. You got a worthless landless aristocracy and you have monopolistic power. Unlike the British East India Company, they get crown charters. We don't want in and we'll fight a revolution for eight or 10 years if we have to. And then we'll form this country uh, in this in this, uh, you know, this primeval forest if we have to. And they did. But the central beating heart of it is everybody's got a stake in it. Everybody's got a piece of the action. You have 90% of these people in the country, and they're increasing, the, they're increasing these kind of slaves to come in that have no piece of the action except government payroll that they control at the ballot box. This is the United States of America in the 21st century. And if the founder, if the revolutionary generation came back today, they would spit on the floor and say, what in the hell have you got going? And that rat's nest up at Capitol Hill has got to be cleaned out. It's not, it's got to be cleaned out today. Day Brett. Yeah, exactly. The Oxford Don is on fire today, tying all the points together. Uh, that is brilliant. Designed for immoral people. Uh, Christians, Christians have become uh, sheep. We've become passive and lack courage for over 100 years now, especially since the 60s. It's time for uh, the moral people uh, to re regain uh, their confidence in God. Uh, there's two points also uh, related to everything you've been saying that are interesting. If in that new border invasion bill, after you get 5,000 uh, folks coming in illegally per day, they can shut it down, right? Well, then why can't you shut it down now? That's a little curiosity, right? Ponder that one. If in the law, once you hit 5,000, you know, they're never going to count that anyway. But you get to five, then all of a sudden they have the power to shut down the border. That's a mis mysterious claim. And then second, on this Putin-Tucker thing in Ukraine, boy, uh, you know, we're going to give away 100 billion, you know, 200 billion total for Ukraine because we believe in democracy and we're against communism. I spent my whole life in opposition to communism, free markets, economics, theology, everything, right? Uh, but again, it's a little bit of a mystery for Ukraine how the U.S. CIA took out a president in a coup d'etat in 2014 when we're such admirers of democracy, yeah. right? So our story just, yeah. you know, we're, we're lying yeah. to the American people across Doesn't the board. Hold. <laughs> Doesn't hold. Dave, where do people yeah. go? All your comments about politics are your personal ones. Yeah. Where, do you, where do you go to get all the, the great charts? When are you going to put them up? Yep, I'll have them up. I'm traveling the world. Gave a talk up in the villages to just some great uh, patriots, Christians, uh, just uh, people who love God, family, uh, the seniors who have time and they're using their time wisely uh, for the kingdom of God. They're doing great work uh, up there. Uh, get me at Liberty University and charts will be up hopefully in a day or two at Brat Economics on Getter when I get back home. Keep it up. The Oxford Don is uh, leading the way, Steve. You're a an American hero, and we owe you a huge <laughs> debt of gratitude, brother. Stop, stop! stop. Keep it I hate going. When you say that. We got to uh, get get my producer. We got to get Dave Brad on more often. Uh, Dave <laughs> Brad, good safe travels. I know. I know the yeah. Warren Posse loves you coming around. We got to get your schedule up there. Thank you so right. much. But seriously, go, right. this is why this is why we do the Birch Gold. This is why we do Birch Gold. Make sure you go to Slash Bannon. Talk to Philip Patrick and the team. Talk about Christian, oh my God, Christian nationalism. Ooh, ooh, bad word, domestic terrorism. 
Patriot Mobile's gonna join us. We got Navarro who was there, saw it all, worked on it all, fought it all. All next in the war room. Get some Warpath coffee. Get some Warpath coffee. Get jacked up. Join us. Get jacked up. Warpath.coffee slash war room. Back in a moment. I want to warn you of a huge change that could be coming to our money and our bank accounts. First, think back to 9-11, shortly after the government pushed through the Patriot Act. This gave the government power to spy on innocent Americans by monitoring our phone and email and tracking our movement across the Internet. Now, Jim Rickards, editor of the independent financial newsletter Strategic Intelligence and New York Times bestselling author, is warning about a coming event that could elevate this governmental surveillance to a terrifying new level. In fact, some of the guests I've had on The War Room believe that the government will soon expand their powers to track our every move. If we say the wrong things on social media, donate to the wrong causes, buy firearms, or even vote MAGA, the government may be able to shut us out of our bank accounts. I can't say for sure if this will happen, but it's an interesting and dire warning. Fortunately, Jim Rickards, an American patriot and friend of mine, has made it his mission to educate us on what he believes is coming and how to protect yourself from the possibility of programmable money. Watch Jim's warning video now before it's censored like I've been in the past. Go to RickardsWarRoom.com. That's RickardsWarRoom.com now to see the video. Dot com, all one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 